When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Derek this is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. Um, I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Yankees legend CC Sabathia in a little bit. That's right. I'm going to bring you to an interview with CC that I did via Pepsi Zero Sugar and based on his work with Upbeat NYC. It was a great time. We got into the nitty-gritty. We got into what the 2021 Yankees need. This was right before the doubleheader. CC knew they needed to take two, by the way. You'll hear him say it. And then, guess what? They goddamn did it. The New York Yankees took both games of the doubleheader on Tuesday against the Boston Red Sox. How many times have they played those exact two games this season? How many times have they played those exact two games against the Boston Red Sox this season? How many times have they blown both of them? 2 nothing lead with escalating tension as the bullpen arrives. 5-3, two-run lead in the seventh, a.k.a. the ninth, and they load the bases with nobody out against Jonathan Loisega and the top of the lineup coming up. How many times are the Yankees going to survive one of those, let alone two? Well, spoiler alert, folks, they got them both. And they have now moved percentage points ahead of the Red Sox in the standings. The Red Sox, in fact are not in the wild card lead for either spot one or two after the Oakland A's loss to the Chicago White Sox, our favorite team, by the way, because they're about to play the A's, the Rays, the Jays, definitely the A's and Jays, at least. I mean, the, the Blue Jays uh, are about to face the White Sox next week, and we're going to need the White Sox to, to cop those two. Hopefully, we angered them up by taking two out of three, and we should have taken all three. Because they, they seem like a, a rejuvenated team that, that even with a 10-game division lead is currently playing for something, which is very helpful because we need them to be that. After the White Sox beat the Oakland A's, the Yankees now move into first place, the first wild card, which is a wild thing to be able to say. That's nuts. Of course... Wednesday is Andrew Heaney on the mound, so we may be having a very different podcast on Friday when Thomas returns, but please, please, please do enjoy this for now because, my goodness, we are going to dive a little deeper into it, but first, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, the two main locales, do we have a pube problem? I get better every day at doing that. 
If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Do you even want that? I guess you do. The Performance Package 4.0 comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your whole solar system. That 4.0 trimmer includes cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology, a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch which can engage a travel lock, and it's even waterproof with a 4,000K LED spotlight you can turn on and off when you need to for a more precise shave. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Okay, so who do I thank for this doubleheader sweep? Who gets the game ball in this puppy? Because it's really a tough decision. And I want to show love to some people who who aren't going to win the game ball, but who still deserve a little special shout out. Andrew Velasquez, right? Bronx native, Yankees, Red Sox, pennant race, August. You didn't think this is going to be a pennant race a month ago, but it is. You didn't think Andrew Velasquez would be here a week ago, but he is. Delivers a two-run, two-out single in the first game. Makes a great play in the sixth inning of the first game to keep Rafael Devers off base. Obviously, every out mattered in that one. So whether it be the fifth, sixth, or seventh, any out you can get there, you don't have to get in the future. Uh, get hooks up with Luke Voigt on the tag play at third. Red Sox running into outs on the bases. Xander Bogarts two singled and got tagged out. In uh, you know he he knocked in two runs and immediately got tagged out. Red Sox looking like the Yankees in that first game, close but no cigar. Uh, so Andrew Velasquez, hat tip to you. Jonathan Loizaga, obviously, cute, massive hat tip to you. Uh, loaded the base, efficient sixth inning. Loaded the bases on on singles in the seventh with the top of the lineup coming up. Gets pinch hitter Travis Shaw to line out. Kike Hernandez, who, who tormented him uh, and tormented everyone at Fenway just a couple of weeks ago when the season was quite a bit different, right? A couple weeks ago, Kike Hernandez was tormenting you. God, we can't get these Red Sox out of the way. It's a no-hitter in the eighth inning. They're going to win 5-4. We, we cannot get these Red Sox out of the way. And after that, Boston appears to have decided their season was over. We Mission accomplished. We made our statement. Yanks aren't going anywhere. We, we've eliminated the Yankees, so now we just have to try to track down the Rays. Well, how wrong you were. And Jonathan Loisaga getting out of that bases loaded, no outs, ninth inning jam. Not just with the lead intact, but without a single run scoring. That is just not something that happens in this team's very recent history. I can't... Every fan knows, every non-fan and non-watcher has no idea just how impossible it was that that occurred. That that occurred. Not a run scored. And he got to full counts on Shaw and on Kike before blowing Hunter Renfro away. I mean, he's a game ball contender. What can I say? Um, who else we got to give plaudits to? Obviously, uh, the man with the zero ERA, Agent Zero, Luis Heel. Not Heel Berdarinas, Agent Zero, but Luis Heel. Blew the Red Sox away, got out of some significant jams, got out of a first and second and nobody out in the second inning. Uh, the the strikeout pitch to Travis Shaw just felt inevitable. It felt Again, it felt like watching the old Yankees. They put first and second and no out. Kevin Pulowiecki's up. He gets called out on a 2-2 slider at the top of the zone, which was nasty. And the Yankee fan instinct starts kicking in. If this is your team on offense, you're going, uh-oh, uh-oh, um, uh-oh, that's not good. 
Uh, gotta get that that first guy's gotta do a productive out at at least because that, that that doesn't feel good jaron duran the rookie overpowered with the fastball up whiffs not not even close and then you kind of start going a oh, wait wait a minute just just wait wait a minute here just gotta wait a minute because uh you know that's you know all, one more all it takes is one more and then travis shaw uh you know climbs the ladder with the fastball he gone uh and and from that point on you know, it wasn't like he'll escaped tragedy. There was a lot of disaster waiting around every turn. Uh, a double play ball to Tyler Wade. He couldn't turn it, rolled up the middle, and ended up being runners on the corners and one out, which leads to the Joey Gallo throw to the plate, which Duran absolutely should have run home on. Are you kidding me? Is that a joke? I mean, the throw was a laser, and it was in front of the plate and a little high, and Duran's fast as hell. You have to take that chance. In the aftermath of that, you'd you'd people going, oh, Alex Cora, smart move. You gotta you gotta be cautious there. No, you don't. Your playoff spot is about to disappear after you were nine and a half games up three weeks ago. You don't have to be cautious there. You're not the cautious team. You got here by being aggressive, and you have your fastest runner on third. Come on, guys. I know you love Alex Cora, but we we can't be praising Alex Cora for giving his team a chance to drive in a two-out run when he had a chance to drive in a one-out run in a game in which his team had no runs. Verdugo got the job done. Fly ball to the outfield. Gallo has a strong arm, and we saw that throw. We saw the arm on display, but guess what? He scores on that. (laughs) That throw doesn't get him. It was up the line a little bit. Duran is fast. He scores. People are now praising Alex Cora for not scoring runs. As his team blows a 10-plus a game lead to the New York Yankees by the middle of August. The job's not done, but that is true. The lead has been blown. It, it happened. The lead's been blown. Will it be blown by the end of the year? That I don't know. But the, but the lead has been blown. It's, it's over. You don't have a lead anymore. In fact, the Yankees have passed you. If the Yankees lose the Wednesday night game, the two teams will be tied in the loss column. That's what we're looking at. There's no way the Red Sox can end this series ahead of the Yankees in the loss column, which is an insane thing to say. It was even insane to say on Tuesday morning, August 17th, but it was certainly insane to say when the Yankees left Fenway nine and a half games back a couple weeks ago. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Wandy Peralta, you get a game ball. In fact, I'm going to say uh, Chad Green also gets the plaudits for, for handling the ninth, which was a 2 nothing game with Kike Again, who owned Green and stole the win from us at Fenway a couple weeks ago when life was completely different, when we didn't have lefties in the lineup, when Tyler Wade wasn't hitting 416 Glaber towards this place. I love this team. Um, uh, what I mean, you, you, you can't predict it, folks. Chad Green stares down Kike, blows Verdugo away with the fastball, gets Xander on the little grounder, and of course it goes to Velasquez. So great job by Green in a tough situation against the best hitters the Red Sox had to offer with uh, Devers waiting on deck. So you got to get... Bogarts, you don't want to face Devers as the tying run, and we didn't. So great job, Green. Relatively stressless. Of course, we're say- this is the 2021 Yankees. I'm saying it's stressless when you win a 2-0 game against the Boston Red Sox with traffic on the bases every inning. That's what qualifies as stressless these days because it was 2-0, not 1-0. Cool. My double game balls, and again, shout out to the Stanton homer. That was pretty cool. Uh, love that too. Stanton's been better since going to the outfield. Not a coincidence. My game balls... Two-man two game ball. Luke Voigt gets one with Anthony Rizzo's return on the way. Luke Voigt must be in this lineup as close as possible to every day. Rizzo got knocked out by COVID-19, 
right? He, he had a really rough bout, he said. It really sapped his energy. He doesn't need to be playing every day. He, even if he struggles, will be a presence in the lineup and on defense. And the lefty, you know, lefty versus righty thing is huge. Rizzo needs to be playing a lot, but maybe not every day. Maybe against a tough lefty while his recovery continues, he gets bench. Voight slots in at first. That's an opportunity. Stanton plays the outfield three days a week. That's an opportunity for Voight to DH. He should be starting at least four times a week. And maybe five and maybe that's enough though because Voight's body has betrayed him three times already this season we don't need to push Voight we don't need to stretch the limits of Voight but we need him playing as often as possible that includes standing in the outfield that includes Rizzo getting a blow against a tough lefty that includes however you can get that bat in the lineup because he needs a DH maybe Stanton gets a day off and he gets an extra DH day Voight needs to play and he made some comments after Tuesday's game that said I deserve to play as much as Rizzo I don't know why that bothered people he, he's proven he deserves to play and so they they both should play that's not a shot at Rizzo play them both that's why you keep Luke Voigt. that's why none of us wanted them to trade Luke Voigt for spare parts at the deadline because yeah he absolutely deserves to play for this team he's hitting 98 mile an hour fastballs from Nathan Evaldi into the short porch and right but deep into the porch that's a line drive rip Voigt's single broke the uh turned it from a 3-2 lead to a 4-3 advantage in the first game give him credit he played a huge role on both offense and defense in winning this pair of games and, it, you know, at first blush, you're reading, you know, the comments from Voight in the postgame, and you're going, oh, boy, that guy, uh, that guy is fired up. He wants to play. But then, you know, let him rattle around your head for a couple seconds. Voight's right. That's the play. Voight's correct. He needs to play baseball down the stretch for this team. Valuable player. Don't let him go for nothing. Hits 350 against the Red Sox career. I think it's 344. That's huge. Play play him. You, you cannot lose that bat. This team is not, still not in a place to sacrifice offense. They got some clutch hits in this doubleheader, but they 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 exclusively win one or two run games. They're not in a place to sacrifice offense. Play Voight as much as you can. Game ball for Luke Voight on what might be the inflection point for his season moving forward because Rizzo appears to be on the way back. And the co-game ball to Wandy Peralta. My guy. Oh my God. Comes in to get Devers, which is barely, you know, with the bases loaded in two outs in the fifth of the 2 nothing game, it's barely even a split advantage. Devers hits like 270 against lefties, 280-something against righties, and he knocks in runs against everybody. He's an amazing baseball player. Wandy challenges him with a changeup, gets him to swing over it. That gets to 2-2, and he dribbles a grounder to second. LeMay, who gets the force. Huge out. Exhale. Next inning, they stick with Wandy. Somehow, J.D. Martinez pops out on the first pitch. The what the fuck award for the night goes to J.D. Martinez. Lefty versus J.D. Wandy Peralta, 2 nothing game. Sorry, buddy. I've seen I've seen you work. You should be able to oppo this man, especially at Yankee Stadium. Just b- loops, a, loops a fly out. Nothing, he's, he's got nothing for us. It just gives us a free out. Thanks, J.D. Appreciate it. What is that swing, you loser? Ends up with one on two outs for Hunter Renfro, who Wandy Peralta wants no part of. He pinch hits. You can tell Wandy knows he, he he's going to be... If he tries to sneak a fastball in there, Renfro is going to pop it out to left. That's just what he seems to know. It's still a 2-0 game. He has no interest in Renfro tying the game. He's just peppering changeups low and away. Renfro's fouling them all off or taking them. There's no way this at-bat's ending with anything other than a walk or a hit. You just hope the hit stays in the ballpark. Line driving in the left center field gap. Brett Gardner cuts it off, slides, keeps Ploiecki at third... Runners on the corners, and this again is after Tyler Wade was unable to turn a double play that he probably should have turned. Ball popped out of his hand. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Tyler Wade has has earned some criticism for this one. But runners on the corners, two outs, Bobby Dahlbeck, 2-2 pitch, gets the fastball, lines it up the middle, off Peralta's body, 
Peralta has no time to think here. None. It's all reaction time. He sprints down the third baseline, picks the ball up, chucks to first with a laser beam and gets him. Utterly ridiculous play by Wandy Peralta and has more than earned a game ball for me. Wandy and Luke, you can share that one. Andrew Heaney on the bump Wednesday night. My expectations are low, but you know what? Mission accomplished for the Yankees. And enjoy these standings while you can still savor them. Red Sox schedule gets a little softer. Our schedule stays at its current hardness. Just keep winning baseball games. All you can do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, CC Sabathia. Thanks so much for joining, CC. I, I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a complete honor getting a chance to talk to you. Before we go on, uh, first of all, tell me a little bit more about your partnership with Pepsi Zero Sugar and the work you're doing in the Bronx. Yeah, so having a chance to team up with Pepsi Zero Sugar um, in their What's Your Walk Up, uh, What's Your Walk Up campaign um, is cool. You know, having a chance to connect with to, to connect to connect with the students from NYC Upbeat, um, you know, surprise them and and uh, you know help them with their with their performance uh, at Yankee Stadium. So. You know, music is a, is a huge part of my life. My walk-up song now is basically how I'm identified in, when I walk into any room. So uh, it's pretty cool to be able to, to, to partner with Pepsi Zero Sugar on, on this campaign. That was going to be my first question, because as a Yankee fan, obviously I know you for having Big Papa. How did you settle on that? And, and did that predate, like, did you have that before you were a Yankee? No, I didn't. Um, and, and I wanted, like, I knew I wanted, like, a cool song, a New York song, right? Coming into the Bronx and coming to New York. And um, I knew Mo had his song. Andy had his song. Derek switched his song up all the time. You know, we help, we all helped him with his song all the time. So um, for me, I wanted something iconic, like something that, you know, represented me. And I was searching that whole first year, that first half. And me and my wife went on a, on a trip during the All-Star break. And Big Papa just kept coming on, kept playing, kept playing. And I was like, that's my song. So we settled on that. I played it the first, my first start in the second half, had a great start. And I just kind of rolled with it after that. It's funny you say, you, know, you mentioned Derek switching his all the time. And we all remember A-Rod switching his up. But he, he had This Is Why I'm Hot at some point back in the day. <laughs> really? Like that was a real trigger yeah. moment for us. Like what's the best walk-up song you ever heard somebody else have? where you were just like so jealous that somebody else grabbed that? Uh, you know, Derek had when, uh, when uh, Cash Money was big, he had to go DJ. That's my DJ. That was pretty dope. And uh, when G-Unit was big, he played I Get Money in old Yankee Stadium when they had the big speaker tower in center field. When they used to play that thing and it got loud in there, it was pretty crazy. So... Just me remembering his two, um, those two walk-up songs um, are pretty iconic for me. Yeah, us too. Trust us. Um, <laughs> so you're, you know, you're doing all this work in the Bronx now. You're an essential part of the Bronx as far as I'm concerned. But it took all the way until 2009 for you to get here. Like you feel like a Yankee, you know, at this point it feels like you were a Yankee forever. But, it, you know, it took until that free agency cycle what was the finishing touch that really made you choose to join the Yankees that summer? Like what, what pushed them over the finish line? I think just, you know, having a sense of community having a sense of a, a chance to, you know, really sink my feet in, you know, having a, having a chance to get drafted by the Indians and then, you know, living in Westlake, Ohio and having all these different things that we were involved in. We wanted like a sense of community. We didn't know in New York that 
we can come here and live here and, and, you know, dig our roots into the Bronx and, you know, you know, have different things that, that we can, you know, do as a family, you know, whether that was, um, you know, the philanthropy wise or just, you know, going out and, and spending time as a family. So once we figured out that this is a place that our family can grow and, and, you know, live and flourish, it was, it was an easy decision because, you know, having a chance to win every year as a player is all you want. And, you know, how, how could you not come to the Bronx um, with their resume of, 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 you know, putting a good team out there? I mean, look at this year, you know, we're struggling this year and, you know, we go out and train for Rizzo and Gallo. So as a player, that's all you want is being, be put in positions to have a chance to win the World Series. Yeah, and you mentioned this year's team. It's kind of a weird mix. I mean, they've underperformed. They've lost some games they shouldn't have lost, but then they always seem to bounce back, steal those next couple. Like, how has it been watching this sort of roller coaster from a distance? And if you had the chance to get in that locker room and give that players-only speech, what would you say to these guys to sort of keep them focused down the stretch? Man, you know what's crazy is that these guys, and I said this earlier, these, this, this group of guys – they don't need a players only meeting. They don't need like a, you know, a big brother or somebody in there telling them, you know, to stay focused. They know what they need to do. They know, you know, when they put on those spin strikes, what the expectation is. This group is so resilient. You know, this is the same core that was down 0-2 in, in Cleveland in the wild card. This is the same core that was down 0-2 in, in, in the, with the Astros in the ALCS. So this is the same core of guys that, the whole team went down in 2018, and it was the next man up, the G.R. Scheller, the Mike Tocklin. So, you know, this team is super resilient. I just worry about them, you know, sustaining this level of play because now, from now until the end of October, until the World Series, they're playing playoff games every night. You know, they got a big series today against Boston, and they need to win both games. So, it, it, you know, having that much intensity, you know, for three months is tough. For three weeks is tough. For three months, you know, we'll – We'll have to see how it goes, but I'm just worried about them, you know, getting up every single day for that. That's, that's, that's going to be tough. Yeah. I can't imagine what that's like. It's tough enough for us as fans. And obviously all I can do is sit in front of the TV. So uh, <laughs> good luck to those guys. Cause yeah, that that's rough. Um, now, you know, you left the game after 2019, uh, although you're still around, obviously we, we hear from you a lot, but you're doing the whole cycle all over again. Your son's been on the draft circuit He's working with Andrew Jones's son, and, and they've cropped up on the same team a few times. How has that been following from that angle? And, and have you watched a game with Andrew yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we've, um, we've been having a lot of fun this summer, you know, having a chance to travel with Karsten. Um, you know, now he's down to picking a school and, you know, going through that process of, you know, uh, you know watching him go through the, through the college process. But it, it's, it's, uh, it's surreal to watch him now. Um, turned into the player that he's turned into because now we're at events and the same scouts that scouted me 30 years ago are now scouting him. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy that scouted and signed me was writing notes on my son. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so it's, it's surreal to be able to, to watch him go on his own journey. Um, and as far as him and Andrew, they grew, they kind of grew up together. You know, Andrew played here in, in New York for two years and little C and Drew got close, really close during that time. And they've been friends ever since. They're basically best friends. And, you know, having a chance for them to play the last two summers they played together um, and having a chance to watch them is a lot of fun. I mean, you know, Andrew's Andrew Jones. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's the kid is, is, is an animal. And he has been ever since, you know, he was seven or eight years old. And, you know, having a chance to watch him develop and, and uh, you know, turn into the players that they turned into has been great. And, yeah, me and Andrew watch games all, 
together uh, basically every weekend, uh, double teaming the umpires going back and forth. And he walks to center field or right field, and I walk, and we come back and yell at the umpires. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun as a family. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you got your bases covered on an argument. <laughs> um, one more thing. On, on a somber note, we, we lost Mudcat Grant back in June, uh, which sort of refocused me, at least, and everybody properly on celebrating the Black Aces. Um, can you talk a little bit about what it means to be one of the Black Aces and to end your career with that amazing legacy? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredible feeling. Um, it, it's uh, incredibly sad, though, to, um, you know, not really have people understand what the Black Aces is and not know what the Black Aces is and, and to see these guys pass away. I mean, we lost Bob Gibson last year. You know, we lost J.R. Richard, you know, a couple, 10 days ago. You know, Mudcat um, is somebody who was, you know, super special to me and, and influential in my career throughout it. You know, throughout the 19 years I played in the big leagues, he was someone who uh, would call to check up on me, um, you know, make sure I was doing the right things, make sure I was on the right track. And it was super important for him to him for me to be a black ace. I don't know what it was about me that he wanted me to be a part of this fraternity. But even after I won the Cy Young in 2007, he was he was there to present me to Cy Young on the field. And he hands me the trophy and says, you still ain't there yet. And I was like, what do you mean I'm not there? He was like, you still haven't won 20 games. You still can't be a part of this club. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it was special to have him in my corner um, and put that battery in my back to go out and win 20 games and be a part of this special legacy. I mean, when I was playing, I didn't understand how special it was. But now that I sit here removed from the game, you know, having a chance to, to say I'm a black ace and say I won 20 games in the big leagues and be one of the 15 guys in, in, to ever do that, uh, it's an amazing feeling. And, and I have to thank Mudcat, you know, for, for putting that battery in my back at 18 years old um, to make sure that I, that I became what he wanted me to. That's so amazing. Thank you, CC. I'll end this by saying you threw the best individual start I've ever seen in person. It's like summer 2011 against the Mariners. Nearly a perfect game. You struck out 14. And the best part about having you in pinstripes was that any given random summer night, you knew you could see something like that. So thank you for being a stabilizing and powerful force whenever we needed you. And it's been a total honor talking to you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. We're so glad he spoke to us i i i mean you, you heard me at the end there I, I didn't exactly hide the fact that i love cc and uh he's doing great work the, the work he did uh, donating to upbeat nyc via pepsi zero sugars amazing so please check that out um and uh yeah that i, I could listen to cc talk about walk-up songs forever uh luckily i had the opportunity to hear it for a couple minutes but obviously i mean you should see the list of cut questions that i was not able to ask cc because yeah, I mean, once you get in a room with CC, it, it just doesn't. I could have done another forty-five minutes of just like remember that time, like the Chris Farley and Paul McCartney on the Chris Farley show. Ah, uh, remember that that game where Robinson Cano walked off the White Sox after you shut him down for seven innings. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, but anyway, thanks so much to CC. That was amazing. And what a day to talk to him too. When the Yankees needed to keep their intensity level up for a doubleheader against the Bo Sox at home, and did so. Uh, Alex Cora going home with his tail between his legs. If Alex Cora loses to Andrew Heaney on Wednesday night, that will be the most single most embarrassing loss of the Major League Baseball season. So cross your fingers. Best of luck. Hope it happens. I mean, no bullpen. 
There's no Loisaga. There's no Green. There's Britton. There's probably no Wandy. There's Joelli. There's no Clay Holmes. I mean, Nick Nelson. You got to bring Steven Ridings back if you can. It's not good, folks. This this Wednesday night game is not shaping up very well. But you did what you had to do because if you'd lost one of the two doubleheader games, which again, very reasonable, very possible, hard to sweep a doubleheader, extremely on the table that that could have happened. You end up needing to win this game to win the series. And it's Heaney and it's probably looking bad early. If Alex Cora loses to Andrew Heaney on the road tonight, that's the single most embarrassing loss of the entire MLB season. No questions asked. No no questions needed. No questions possible. Alex Cora looks a little different on the road than at home, doesn't he? A little less confident. Ro rolling the Red Sox players in the laundry cart looks a little less interesting when they're blowing a 9.5 game lead in three weeks. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Looks like maybe we're having a... Maybe we're having a little too much fun in May. Now, this isn't over. Again, Heaney on Wednesday night. Not going to be good. The Red Sox will flip-flop with the Yankees for a playoff spot if and when they beat Andrew Heaney. And again, if they lose, most embarrassing loss of the entire season. Don't count your chickens before they hatch because that's what Boston did. We're still going to have to win a lot of games to hold them off. Maybe Oakland struggles. That'd be great. We go there by the end of next week for a four-game set. Got to win those. Got to split those in a place where we historically have not done that, at least. Jays are coming, but Springer's hurt. Starting to look like maybe they might fade a little bit in the next couple weeks. Might come down to us and the Red Sox and the A's for two spots. Might eventually come down to us and the Red Sox in the wildcard game. Terrifying. But you know what? Don't think of that now. Win baseball games. Make sure the Red Sox lose games against good teams and continue to lose games against good teams as much as you can. All we can do now, like CC said, we're playing playoff games every day. That takes a toll on people. Let's try to get as many as we can, but do not rest on your laurels. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. When we return on Friday, Thomas Carinante will be back with me. Folks, it's the podcast you know and love, although I hope you've enjoyed our guests in the interim, as well as me spinning my wheels and giving out the game balls, which I've only done today, so I don't really know. That has nothing to do with anything, but, you know, if you like it, we'll do more game balls. Uh, not exactly an innovative concept. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. You can find us all on Twitter at YanksGoYardFS. Please check out YanksGoYard.com for more content and more from CC Sabathia today. That ran earlier this morning, so you can learn more from the big man about what it takes uh, for the Yankees moving forward and, uh, you know, his walk-up songs and all that good stuff. And if you want to bother Thomas Carinante, he's on the plane home right now. If you want to bother him, go to Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. I'm sure he's been firing off takes while on his honeymoon, which I'm sure is not advisable. I'm going to have to ask his wife, like, did you like him firing off takes? I don't think he did. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say she didn't. But until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib for Thomas Carinante for CC Sabathia. Find us on Friday. Let's take another one from Boston. Uh, and again, if Alex Cora loses, most embarrassing loss of the season. For sure. No questions. See ya. Jamie's log. Progressive. The Harrington's backyard. Day 27. 3.33 a.m. 3.33. All those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection. Just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.